Well, Willand, I have received numerous emails and uh, messages recently all asking the same thing. KB, if Mayor Henry becomes unable to finish his term, what happens next? And I really didn't want to answer that question, you know, just a few hours after Mayor Henry announced his cancer diagnosis. To me, that was just not appropriate. But now that we have all had a few days to let that news sink in, we have called upon Andy Downs, Director Emeritus for Purdue Fort Wayne, to answer that question for us. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Kayla. How are you? I'm well. I'm so glad you're here as this has been such a popular question uh, listeners have been asking. So let's go ahead and say the mayor resigns and his resignation is effective uh, immediately. Does that mean our deputy mayor steps in? Well, I want to back up just a little bit. Yesterday when you and I were trading texts about this, I pointed out that sometimes you don't have to know the answer, but you need to know where to go get the answer. Yeah. And then you and I both admitted we don't always know the answer, but we <laughs> like to know where it is. So I'm going to tell everybody where they can go find some of this information. They can actually go to the General Assembly's website, which is iga.in.gov. That's iga.in.gov. Click on the tab that says Laws, and then click on Indiana Code. And they are then on their way to finding anything they want to find in the Indiana Code. In this case, they would go to what's called Title Three. Title III is the section that's all about uh, elections, and one of the things covered in there are vacancies, whether these are vacancies on the ballot. You know, somebody didn't run in a primary, so there's a vacancy on a ballot, but also vacancies in office. And so when it comes right down to it, if you continue to drill down into those parts of the Indiana Code, what you will eventually find is that in in a second-class city with a deputy mayor, the deputy mayor actually takes over. I did go to that website yesterday, Andy, as you and I were talking, and I did also learn that from there, let's say the deputy mayor does, in fact, step in, which we do have one here in Fort Wayne. I think that's surprised a lot of people. But from there, Indiana law does call for a party-specific caucus to replace the mayor. Um, That caucus must be held within 30 days after the date of vacancy. But this is where things got confusing for me, Andy. It is my understanding that there is also a possibility that a caucus does not happen. Can you explain that? Yeah, believe it or not, sometimes they just people people screw up. They just don't <laughs> get the work done right. I hate to put it that way, but that is a possibility that uh, a county chair maybe forgets to call or is negligent and doesn't call a caucus. Uh, and there actually are provisions in the law for what will happen. First of all, that deputy mayor serves until the caucus is called. And perhaps most importantly, let's pretend that the caucus actually gets called, but for some reason there is not a quorum. In other words, not enough people show up to uh, hold the actual meeting. Then the law actually explains that the, that the, uh, the person who's empowered to call the caucus and hold the caucus uh, is charged with filling the vacancy. And so the law really does try to think about all these different permutations of what could happen the same way. We have emergency ballots on Election Day, just in case there's a power outage. There are provisions in the law for what will happen if, we hope it doesn't, but if a quorum is not called or if a, uh, or excuse me, if a caucus is not called or there is no quorum. I will quickly point out uh, that Derek Camp, the Allen County Democratic Party, uh, has commented on this already, and he is well aware of what his process is or what his steps are, what the law says he has to do. And he's actually called a caucus before. So, It's even something he has done. This is not an unusual act. We're just 
maybe having our attention drawn to it because of the importance of the office of mayor. Yeah, I mean, I think the likelihood of a caucus is good. Uh, But let me ask you this then, Andy, what do the procedures of that caucus, what would they look like? Well, the caucus, in some respects, is very much like uh, an old-fashioned way of doing things. Mm -hmm. All the precinct committee people who are either elected or have been serving as a precinct committee person for at least 30 days, they are sent notice that this is happening, and then anybody who wants to run could literally file to run for the office. On caucus day, all of those precinct committee people show up in a room, and it's, it's that simple. It could be any room. They show up in a room. And uh, then there are rules to follow that that are agreed to by the precinct committee people. For example, uh, folks may be given an opportunity to speak. There's a provision in the Indiana law that says if there's only one candidate, you can do a voice vote. If there's more than one candidate, you have to do a secret ballot. And so if there's just one candidate, everyone shows up. There's a little bit of pomp and circumstance. And then uh, whoever is presiding over the meeting says the only candidate is Jane Doe. And then everybody says, yay, we like Jane Doe, and it's actually kind of over. But if there are candidates, then there usually are speeches, multiple rounds of voting quite often if there are, say, four or five candidates who are running. Uh, And then by the time you're done, you actually get to uh, an elected official. Now, this is all done when they say secret ballot. It's actually done on paper usually. Mm -hmm. So there are folks with pieces of paper. They mark their vote. They drop it in the ballot box. And then a team of people who are representing uh, the party as, as actors. So these are supposed to be uh, folks who are trustworthy, et cetera, and then folks who can watch. So in other words, if you're a candidate, you can have somebody watch to make sure nothing's funny, nothing funny's going on with counting of the ballots. Uh, but they literally pull the ballots out of the box one at a time, and they keep a tally. And as long as the tallies match up and the count uh, certifies itself or is, is uh, accounting-wise uh, equal, then you say we have a winner or we know what the results are. Kind of like you said, sort of an old school way of doing it. But we have seen this across the country. We've already seen this here during the primaries. Let me ask you this. Are there certain qualifications then to be a candidate? Yeah, this is where uh, people try to play around with things a little yeah. bit. Uh, as, as you know, people who are precinct committee people... Uh, These are either Republicans or Democrats who actually run in an election to be precinct committee person. Precinct's kind of the smallest geographic boundary that we have. It's smaller than a city council district. There are a couple of hundred of them throughout the entire county. But precinct committee people are either elected, and if nobody uh, runs or is holding an office, then the county chairs uh, can actually name precinct committee people. However, in order to vote in a caucus, you have to have been a precinct committee person for at least 30 days. Right. That way, that way you can't sit and like cram 10 or 15 voters in who are on your side to try and throw the vote. Hear me out on this then really quick. I've only got you for like 60 seconds, but hear me out. Since these committeemen, you know, precinct leaders essentially are the ones who will be voting. Do you think out of nowhere, Andy, we're going to see this renewed energy perhaps to fill these positions just to be ready in the event that the mayor resigns? I mean, that's that's American politics right there. Yeah, it's a great question. And, and when we have larger offices like this, there's discussion about that. Uh, there was just a, a recent caucus for Wayne Township Assessor, uh, and nobody sort of got up in arms at that point or talked about the need to revitalize these positions. But when we talk about a position like mayor, 
or uh, like a county commissioner, then people pay attention and mm-hmm. they say, oh, no, we have to make sure we do this properly. Uh, but this, these caucuses have been held for local offices and state offices. It's really not that unusual. And the last thing I want to point out is that uh, folks who are holding office, actual elected officials, can choose to resign. And there's a provision in the law that allows for timing of the caucus to basically coincide with resignation. So in other words, we would never have a deputy mayor being mayor in the interim because that gap is basically filled. Makes sense. Uh, there is no gap to fill. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Really quick, Andy, someone just texted in at 46862 and said, can a Republican win? Theoretically, anybody could yeah. win as long as they meet the criteria to be mayor of Fort Wayne. But remember, we're talking about precinct committee people, and these are the diehard members of the party. Usually, they are not going to vote for somebody from the other party. Correct. It makes sense. Andy, really great explanation this morning. I so appreciate your time breaking it down for us. My pleasure. That's Andy Downs, Director Emeritus for Purdue Fort Wayne. Podcasts by Federated Media.